You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to Taking Territories. I'm Eric Bapetel and I'm excited to bring to you the Word of God. We have been looking at our series, we call it Ruling Power. And uh, to, today we're going to be talking about dominion over words and worlds, okay? Dominion over words and also worlds. Yes, so um, our text is from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, remember? God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and so on, all right? So God's original intent for mankind is rulership, is dominion. Don't put man in the garden. Uh, we know he made man in his image according to verse 28, and then he blessed them and he told them to, 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 to have dominion, all right? So in other words, God put man to rule Man was created to rule. You and I were actually created to rule, to rule the earth on behalf of God. Yes. So um, you have within you, in your DNA, in your makeup, the power, the ability to rule. And that is why we find that um, even today, man is coming up with all kinds of inventions. These are ways that man is ruling. These are ways, and God does not mind man um, creating vehicles, for instance, creating aeroplanes and um, building um, spacecrafts and so on. They all fall under the magic that God gave man, all right? But one of the things I want to emphasize today is dominion over words and also the link between your words and the world that you are living in. Your world. All right. Yeah. So in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. I want to read it. And um, um, he, says, he says there in 11, verse 3. He says, by faith we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. So that the things which we see are not made out of what is visible. So the worlds were framed by the word of God, by faith. All right? By faith. And that word worlds is aeon. It also means universe and it also means ages. The ages were formed, like now in our, in, our, um, in our current dispensation, we are in the, in the um, uh, fourth industrial revolution. That is an age. And all of these were framed by the word of God. And um, so God has given you power, and he has given you authority. He has given you dominion to rule. And one of the things you can rule over is words. And why do I say that? I'm going to explain and I will show you um, uh, how it works, how God wants you 
to operate and how God wants you to use the authority is given to you to use the, 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 the power within you to, to, to make sure that you rule. Okay? Yes. So, uh, again, in the, in, in, in the Bible, I want to read from um, Psalm 8. We read that last week. We'll read it again, Psalm 8. And um, I want to read Psalm 8, and uh, we'll see it in verse, uh, from verse 3. He says, it says there, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. And he says, you have you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands and you have put all things under his feet. All things under his feet means that you have authority over all things. You have dominion over all things. All right? All things. But now, linking it up with words, you remember the Bible says... Um, in John chapter 1 verse 1, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Uh, and it says, Without Him was not anything made that was made. Everything came out of the Word of God. Everything that we see today was made by the Word of God. Alright? Now, um, God, God used His Word. He uses what he created us. He created the earth. He created the heavens with his word. He uses his word. And uh, so it's important to understand that. Why? Because um, when you understand that whatever is made, like for instance, if everything is made by the word of God, do you know that because everything is made by the word of God, the word of God is over everything that we see. All right? Yes. So the word of God is above everything that we see. Now, if the word of God is above everything that we see, that means everything that we see is subject and can be um, uh, manipulated by the word of God, if I may use that word. So, we're ruling. God has given us dominion over words. But you see again that um, the, the first Adam, when Adam was made, God put him in the garden. The first thing God did, uh, the first assignment, dominion assignment that God gave Adam was to name the animals. All right? So what do you use to name the animals? You use words, right? Yes. So Adam would look at them and he would, he called them, what they, he gave them names, whatever he wanted. He just called them and that name stuck. All right. So the first thing God did was to tell Adam, listen, you have dominion. So you are going to name the animals. Go give them names and God doesn't stand there to supervise and tell him, oh, no, 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 don't call it that. No, no, no. Whatever Adam called, 
the name, that was the name of the animal, according to what the Bible tells us. So um, if, if Adam could use words to exercise dominion over um, animals, we can still use words to exercise dominion as well. We use words to rule. Words are important. Words have invisible power. Words have the ability to define, to define things, all right? When he called them, when he gave them names, the names that he gave them immediately defined whatever it is he named. And the Bible says that even when he gave names to the animals, there was not found a helper comparable to Adam. In other words, when he looked at them, you are a lion, a lioness, you're, this is a he-goat, this is a she-goat. And as, as he gave names, and when he finished, by the time he had finished, the Bible says there was not a helper. Adam did not find any among the animals to say, you are going to be my helper. He didn't find any. So it was after that that God now made the, uh, caused Adam to fall to sleep and then uh, created the woman and brought to him. All right. So the first, first um, exercise of dominion that Adam exercised, uh, he, he called the animals, gave them names. He used words. He used his words. So today, I don't know how you use your words, but let me show you a scripture in the book of, um, um, in the book of James, in James chapter 3. James chapter 3, it says, um, verse 2, it says, For we, we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to brittle the whole body indeed. He says, indeed, we put beads and, uh, in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also as ships, although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder. Wherever the pilot desires, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is also set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. Imagine what the Bible is saying here. Now the tongue is a small member of the body. But it has such power to determine the course of your life. It has the power to, to control and to determine the direction of things in your life. That's what the Bible is saying. So the Bible is saying that if you are able to bridle your tongue, if you are able to control your tongue, 
You are a perfect person. You are a perfect person. So, when we talk about dominion, we're a ruling power. You want to rule the universe. You want to rule over principalities, over demons, over whatever. But then, if you don't rule over your mouth, your tongue, if you don't rule over your words, if you don't take time, begin to pay attention to your words, you can lose, you can lose control of your life. That's what the Bible is telling us here. So, it's important that you begin to pay attention to what you say. Pay attention to the words that you allow to come out of your mouth. In Proverbs 18.21, the Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that use it shall eat the fruit thereof. Okay. So, death and life. My goodness. That is so much. Lord, why would God invest so much in the tongue? Do you know why? Because he made you in his image after his likeness. And so you can see that even for him to create, to do the work of creation, he, he kept speaking. Let there be light. You know, let the earth bring forth. You know, he speaks to the ground. He speaks to the, he speaks to, um, he speaks to the waters. He speaks to the vegetation. He speaks, he keeps speaking and speaking. So we were made in his image. So he gave us some level of power, some level of of dominion and that is why we speak other animals don't talk like us no they don't they were not made in god's image so god didn't need to give them that ability to talk like us yeah maybe they used to talk before especially considering the fact that eve had a dialogue with the with the serpent in the garden but not anymore he, god took it away but for us, God cannot take it away. Why? Because the ability to talk is part of God's core nature. The ability to use words. Because we need words to dominate. We need words to dominate. So you need to dominate your future with certain words. You need to begin to dominate your life with the word of God. And it's not just, it's not just every kind of word. Unfortunately, we have not even we have not even sat down. Many people have not sat down to think about to think about the role that words play in life. Hmm? Like I said, words have invisible power. Words are able to to determine what happens in your life, and that's why Jesus said. You know that with you, with your words will determine how you are judged. He says, "By your words you shall be justified; by your words you shall be condemned." So Jesus also emphasized the importance of words. In Proverbs chapter six, verse two, he was talking about uh, you being snared by the words of your mouth. So, in other words, your words can trap you. Your words, what you say, can be used against you. 
Why is it that when the police arrest people, they say to them, uh, you have a right to remain silent because whatever you say can be used against you in the court of law. Why would they say that? Words are powerful. Words are significant, not only in the natural, but also in the spiritual. In the world of the spirit, words are significant. And one of the things I've realized is that in the occult, in the dark world, they understand the importance of words and they use words a lot. They use words to cast spells, like in witchcraft. Uh, they use words to, 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 um, to, to send curses. They use words. They use words to curse the marriages of Christians, to curse uh, uh, people. You know, they use words. So words rule the world today. Words rule the world today. And we cannot afford to be ignorant of this. It's important. The, 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 the people in the occult know this very, very well. And they make the most of it. And as children of God, we need to also begin to use the power that we have. The ruling power through words as well. We can use that. To start dominating. Speak it. When you wake up in the morning, don't say, oh no. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, so it's not going to be a good day. No! <laughs> Your day has nothing to do with how you woke up. You decide when you wake up, now speak and tell the day what you want it to be. That's who you are. God has given you dominion. So you speak. You speak into that day. What you want the day to be. Hallelujah. So in the dark world, they understand this principle. And so spiritual people, people who are spiritual, must understand. They, in fact, spiritual people understand what I'm talking about. If to you it's like, oh, come on, you know, just, just mere words, then you, you, you're mistaken. You're mistaken. In fact, even in the natural world, have you noticed that the media is mainly about words. It's mainly about words. The media that is used to control the populace to, 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 uh, to determine public opinion is words. It's all words, whether it's written or spoken or, you know, whether it's in drama, it, they're all words. They're all words. So words have a vital place in society. More vital than many people have imagined. So, the media, well, they wake up in the morning, they put on the radio, people are talking, talking, talking. Some don't even make sense, but they just have to keep talking. They're just releasing words, releasing words, releasing words, releasing words. You put on the TV, words, words. And after some time, they've said it long enough, then what happens? Those words now begin to form the psyche of the society. And that's why Satan is called 
the prince of the power of the air. That's why he loves media. Why? He can use it to spread words that can rule the lives of people. Can you imagine the coronavirus without media? It will be in a different world. <laughs> yeah. So words are significant. Words are very important in the affairs of man. Man was created to live by words. Man was created to live by words. That's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So the mouth of God is the highest, has the, is the highest level of word comes from the mouth of God. So now if you take words from the mouth of God, it doesn't matter what the enemy, what words the enemy has spewed over you, over your family, over, over your community, over your organization. When you take the words of God and speak it, the words of God begin to rule over the words of the enemy. They begin to rule over the words of Satan. The words of Satan will bow to the word of God. And we see that even when Satan tempted Jesus, went to tempt Jesus, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. What did Jesus use to win the, that, that, that temptation? The word. The word. Yeah. So words are part of what God has given to you to exercise your ruling power. You need to learn to speak correctly. Speak as a king not as a slave. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter your situation. You know, you, 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 don't, you don't use your words to, um, to continue to reinforce your situation. Use your words to get out of where you are, to where you ought to be. All right? So the media uses words. Now, if the media uses words, you are using words on a daily basis. Using words on a daily basis. The enemy is using words on a daily basis. And guess what? Even our nations are being ruled on a daily basis by words. Legislation. Or the president, the, 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 the members of um, uh, the, 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 the members of parliament, they sit down there daily speaking words. <laughs> words, they keep speaking words that will now shape and determine where the, the nation is going to go. Our constitution, what is it made up of? Words. Words. So you see, it is an established principle by God. God's kingdom works with words, his own word. He has given us his word, which, which we use as the manual to operate as kingdom citizens. All right? So we have the word of God. But then, in the natural, in different nations, we have laws, we have rules, we have constitutions. All of those. It's a combination of words 
combination of words. So if 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 the 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 kingdom of God operates on words, the kingdom of darkness also operates on words, and our natural world operates on words. You better pay attention to the words you speak, the words you allow to dominate and to determine your life. We're going to go on a short break now and then I'll be back. We'll finish with this. And, I, and, and I'm trusting God that they, there's going to be a release. There will be an anointing that will come upon you and upon your words. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome back. Yes, we're talking about dominion over words and worlds. Uh, the words that are spoken, the words that are in the atmosphere. Because you see, words, words don't die. Words continue to remain in the atmosphere. And that's why, um, you know, there are so many like uh, radio waves and um, there are words there. But you, if you don't have the technology to capture them and then to... Um, to, to, to process them in order for you to be able to, um, to, to hear what they're saying, then it doesn't mean it's not there. It's there, but it's just that you don't have the technology to capture it. So it's the same way there are words that are being spoken over, over your life, over your home, over communities, over, over, over you for, for so long. And, um, but God has given us the power, we have the ruling power to dominate those words, especially those negative words that have been spoken. All right. It, uh, and I like to say this to parents, be careful what you say over your children. Um, why? Because those words are so powerful. They, they can go a long way in shaping their life and, and uh, affecting their future and all of that. Um, psychologists have even confirmed that it is, it is, it's important what you say, the words you say. So not only has the Bible said that, but then, you know, it's been scientifically proven, scientifically proven that the words that are spoken over you um, will, 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 will determine uh, your life, the course of your life greatly. And unless something is done to counter those words, Unless something is done, counter those words. Those words can come to pass. And um, not every word is supposed to come to pass, but you need to know what to do. All right. Yeah. So, we, we went, the, the whole world was created by words that God spoke. So, if words created the world, guess what? Words can also dominate the world dominate the world every world every age is dominated by certain kind of words that's why from time to time it's as if God releases new vocabulary into different generations and then we begin to talk in a particular way but guess what the enemy also does the same thing because he's the prince of the power of the air then he begins to he begins to release certain information and certain words you keep hearing them, hearing them, and hearing them. And the more you hear those words, the more you now start 
Okay, you start accepting them. There might be things that are against what you believe, but if you hear them long enough, they can begin to dominate your values and so on. So we have to, we have to be aware of what is going on. And that's why in some countries they use a lot of, uh, they use propaganda to, in, 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 in many dictator um, countries, they use, they use words, propaganda, to, 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 to keep the people, to dominate the people. They use words. Words have ruling power. Make no mistake about it. They have ruling power. But God has given you dominion. He's given you dominion. And you need to use that. Use that. Okay. In ancient times, in ancient times, they knew the importance of words. They knew the importance of words. And uh, I give the example, uh, Adam, first, first thing God asked him to do was to name the animals, and he used words to do that. And he eventually, he called his wife Eve because he was the mother of all living. He named her Eve. It wasn't God that named her Eve. It was Adam that named her Eve. So he still had that power. Yes, and obviously he named his children. All right, but another example I want to give you is Moses. I mean, this guy, this guy was a prophet. God uh, appeared to him in the burning bush and uh, spoke to him, commissioned him to go and, and liberate the people of God from, from the Egyptian bondage. But guess what? What does he use? He has words and a staff, a rod. Yeah, words and a rod. Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go, that they may serve me. Words. And we know Pharaoh would counter this, and you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. And to cut the long story short, Pharaoh gave way. Why? Because now, there was words and then some signs and wonders. Judgmental signs that God now began to release by the word of Moses. By the word of Moses. Moses would speak and God will perform. Amazing. So we have come into an era that God wants to begin to download certain things on the earth in our generation. But he needs people who, who are, are, are faithful custodians of words. Not people who just talk recklessly, carelessly. Oh well, pastor, I, I just like to say my mind. I say it as it is. Listen to me. That's irresponsible if you're a king. and you want, you, Kings don't talk just anyhow. You can't talk like, a, you know, like some, um, some slave somewhere that is fighting another slave. No, you, you, you don't talk like that. You are royalty, so you talk with, with some dignity. Why? Because when you speak, the Bible says where the word of the king is, there is power. Where the word of the king is, there is power. So the king, all the king needs to do is to speak and then. It becomes law. Isn't that amazing? 
So somebody with such a level of responsibility cannot be reckless. And one of the reasons why we're not seeing as much power as we should as the body of Christ is because we have not mastered this, um, uh, these, these, these principles that I'm sharing with you. So dominion over your words first. Your words you need to dominate. You need, you need to begin. You need to gain mastery over your words. All right? Then after that, the words that are spoken by others, which are contrary, you need to also exercise dominion over those words. Yeah. Then the words that the enemy is speaking, you need to also exercise dominion over those words. And when you do that, you now begin to create your own world. Hallelujah. Your own reality. Okay. So Hebrews 11.3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. If you like, we can say, by faith, we understand that the realities were framed by the word of God. Our realities, the ages, the eons, the universe, by the word of God. So, if God did it, you can do it. You can frame your own world. Start speaking what you should speak. Start speaking. If you don't have what to say, just take the word of God. Look for scriptures. Put some scriptures together and then just begin to say, yes, this is what I believe. This is what I expect. Yeah, just keep speaking. You must counter the negativity that this society is full of. Everywhere you go, everything is, oh my, it's just doom and gloom all the time. You don't allow that to settle in your heart. Why? Because God wants to use you. God wants to do great and mighty things through you. But you cannot be at the mercy of the words that the enemy is releasing over society. Alright. Moses used words. He used words and not only to rescue the Israelites, yes, we know there was the supernatural dimension, the, 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 the judgments and all of that, the plagues that God released over, over Egypt. But then, when they crossed over into the wilderness, Moses now, his words that were captured into the Pentateuch, huh? Genesis, Exodus, huh? Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all of those words. Do you realize that the entire judicial system of the world can be traced back to the words of Moses? Incredible. Words, the words that Moses was speaking, unknown to him, this was going to form the foundation of humanity's judicial system. Words. Words. Powerful. That's why when a judge sits down and he passes that sentence, that's it. It's final. Final. When he sits there and he declares, this is it. Words. 
So you need to rule. Start ruling. As a king and as a priest in God's kingdom, you need to start ruling over the world that you are living in right now. Speak. So not only Moses, what about David? Oh my, oh my. David mastered what I'm talking about. He knew how to use words. Knew how to use words. You, you remember when, when he was sent to, to, to take food to his brothers? While Goliath was there um, defying the entire armies of Israel. Uh, David goes there and he's just a lad, a teenager. And he goes there and he can't believe what he's hearing. He can't believe the kind of words that is coming out of the mouth of this giant. This giant is spewing some, some venom over the entire nation, speaking. And the more he spoke, the more he paralyzed the nation. The more the people were dominated. They were dominated by the words of Goliath until David showed up. When David showed up, oh my goodness, thank God for David. When David showed up, it's like... What's going to happen to the person that takes care of this mess and sorts this man out? And his brother, guess what? His brother, his elder brother accuses him. He speaks words of accusation against him. Hmm? Oh my goodness. It's like, what are you doing here? I know you. you are, you're just a proud boy. You left the goats. You left the sheep. And you are here to come and see the war and, and all that. But no. This was the man that was going to rescue them, including the brother. But this boy stands and he faces, he was able to convince the king to allow him to, allow him to go and face this giant. That's contrary to counsel. Popular counsel was for him to just mind his business, go back home, deliver the, 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 the food, and go back home to look after the sheep. That's what was expected of him. But no, not, not, not with David. David says, I'm going to take care of this guy. And what did he use? He used his words. The, 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 the God that saved me from the paw of the lion, and the bear. He's going to save me from this giant. Words. Words of testimony. He used those words. He used those words. Convinced the king. The king says, okay, go. And of course, he goes there. First thing Goliath does is he makes a mockery of David. Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks and stones? I'm going to finish you. <laughs> and David counters with words. Hallelujah. You come to me with swords and, and spears, but I come to you in the name of the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. He, in the name of Jehovah Sabaoth, the God of the armies. David had a revelation of God, and he spoke it. 
He verbalized it. He declared it there. I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds of the air and the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. Hallelujah. He used words. Words. He, he, he was able to change the world of the Philippine nation <laughs> by his words. I'm telling you, even for Israel, he changed it by his words. That was the starting point. But when he spoke like that, God moved. God stepped in to, to arrange the fulfillment of the words that David spoke. Incredible. So, I want you to know that words are really, really significant. Be careful what you say. It might just come to pass. Glory to God. The world is, was created by the word, but the world is also dominated by words. I want, to, I want to close with this scripture and let this be a prayer that you would pray. The psalmist says in Psalm 141, verse 3, he says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. <laughs> what a prayer. Set a watch, set a guard over my mouth. Lord, put a guard on huh? the door of my mouth. Yes. Watch over it. Put a watch over it. <laughs> yeah. So that, so that I don't say things that are going to be used against me by the enemy. I won't say things that will now empower the enemy against me. I'm not going to say things that will put me at a disadvantage. God has given you dominion over the words that have been spoken over you. I don't know what they've said to you when you were a kid. Or growing up, or you know, in the office, maybe you are still trying, you're still trying to gain mastery in certain areas. Maybe you are not very good at whatever it is you're doing, and people are saying all kinds of things. You need to rise above those words because the fact that you are beginning now and you are not as skilled now does not mean you won't be skilled tomorrow. You need to dominate those words. Years ago, let me share my testimony as a child. I went through a horrible, um, as a part of my childhood that, you know, I went through some abuse. And it battered me psychologically. But you know what helped me out? My mother would look at me in the eye and she would speak certain words to me. Eric, you're a good boy. You're a smart boy. You are a child of God. You're a blessing. She just kept speaking. Every day. I don't know how many times she would just keep speaking to me. And you know what? One day I just woke up and I believed those words. And here I am today. Because I believe those words. I, I, the words that she spoke dominated the, the negative words that were spoken over me. Even though I remember some of those words, but those words are now powerless. Why? Because she released the right words. 
And it doesn't matter if you have been, they, they've said things over you again and again and again. You wake up and begin to speak something else and dominate those words. And by so doing, you create a new world. Hallelujah. We're going to pray right now. And you know, it's interesting. If you don't know Jesus, it's easy to become a child of God. But God also requires your words. He says, if you will believe in your heart and you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So isn't that interesting that even the power to be saved is residing in your mouth. So if you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray with you. Maybe you're not saved. Maybe you're not born again. Or maybe you drifted and you want to come back you say, Pastor, I want to make a fresh start. I want to pray for you right now. If you will repeat this after me, you will experience the love of God and the forgiveness of sin. Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died and you rose on the third day. To give me life. Come into my heart Lord Jesus. Forgive me my sins. And make me a new person. Thank you Lord. Amen. Now I want to pray for you. Father I pray. I pray for every viewer. Everyone that is watching. And all those that have prayed this prayer for the first time. Lord I ask for salvation. The Bible says. If any man be in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. I ask for the reality of the new creation. I ask for the reality of the kingdom to come upon them. And Lord God, everyone that has been struggling over uh, negative words, anyone that is being dominated by the wrong words, I break the power of those words over your life. Right now, I free you in the name of Jesus. I lose you from every spell that has been released over you over your life, over your family, is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you so much. Thank you for being part of this broadcast. Please share the word. Tell people about this. We'll be here same time next, next week, 6 p.m. Central African time. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Hey everybody, I'm so expected and excited about our Rebuild Conference on the 30th to the 31st of May. There are moments in a movement's life or a nation's life or even a family's life that we need to hear God together. This Rebuild Conference is going to be different from normal conferences. It's a conference online and we're grateful that we're able to do that nonetheless. But this is a time where we're going to hear God together, we're going to break bread. It's our Christmas moment as a family, a Southern African family. And I want to encourage you to make every effort to come and join us online. We're going to have both local and international apostolic leaders speak to us from every nation. And I'm really encouraged, I'm really encouraged by the fact that we are able to gather and we're able to make this conference happen. There's lots of work going on behind the scenes to make this a reality. And I want to encourage you to bring your part 
only yourself. You be there, it's free of charge. Gather your family, gather your children, gather the youth as we gather around our Christmas lunch table to have a time in the Word together. It's going to be a time for you to be encouraged, to be strengthened, for us to worship together and hear the Word of God together. Not just the general Word of God, but the Word of God for us in the season. I'm hoping that you will make it. See you there. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Papatow. If you are in the Johannesburg area, join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. SOTV, global streamcasting for kingdom advancement. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.